This is Tall Boy Radio. Each week, your hosts, Beans, Gaz, and Andy, grab a beer and discuss whatever it is that's on our minds. We try to keep things uncomplicated. The premise for this podcast is as simple as we are. Not only can you listen to us at tallboyradio.com and on every podcast platform, you can also watch the video version on YouTube. Just search for Tall Boy Radio or click on the link on our website. If you have a story and want to feature on the show or just want to get in touch, drop us an email at mail at tallboyradio.com or leave us a comment on social media at Tallboy Radio on Twitter and Facebook and at Tallboy Radio Podcast on Instagram. Or you can leave us a message on the Anchor app, which we can play on the show. Right, the show is about to begin, so go grab yourself a cold one, kick back and enjoy. Welcome back to episode 153 of Tallboy Radio. It's the first one of 2023, so we want to wish you all a very happy new year. And what drinks are we going to be celebrating with tonight? Let's find out. Well, Matthew, tonight, no, joking. So I am drinking a cheeky little gnome fella known as the Shoot 8%. And again, I love this glass. I think it's the last goal. It's St. Bernardus. Love that glass. So yeah, looking forward to this. And if that Le Shoot goes... I have another little Lachute, so this episode might be entertaining. Very nice, very nice. You can't beat two little dwarfs. Just don't wrestle any of them, Gazza. <laughs> Dave. Uh, hello, everyone. i got a bit of trivia on my drinks. You can uh, get on the old Twitter. Hit us up with, see if you can get the connection between this week's drink and last week's drink. So I've got a Tesco's. <laughs> dear, oh, dear. <laughs> And a glass of red wine. Worryingly, folks, they're both full. <laughs> so he's sober. <laughs> dear, oh dear, dear, oh dear. <laughs> he's tickled he's himself. Anyway. Oh, we'll give him one of them. <laughs> oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. And, oh dear. and, and if this is the start to 2022, then long may it continue. Indeed, indeed. 2023, even. <laughs> Yes, we know it's actually, yeah, it's, it's, all, it's what, the 6th of December when I'm recording this, folks, so that's why. Right then, so we're going to do something that may be a little bit late in this episode, Room 101. So here's a beer, Gary, you may want to put into Room 101. You've taken umbrage in the past as some of the beers I have drank, including such fine flavours as pineapple, yeah? So what we do have tonight is a brew dog, Rattle and Rum. And it is a rum and oak chip stout. Does that appeal? I'd okay. give that. A, I'd give that a go. It's I'd nice. Like, I'd, I'd give that a go. Yeah. You take oak chips, oat, uh, oat, oak chips over pineapple. Yeah, probably. Yeah, 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 me. I'd Lord. probably take lots of things over pineapple if money. In fact, I might be changing my room one hundred and one. Well. There we go. There it is, folks. Room 101. We've done it before. It proved popular. Not with listeners. We really enjoyed it. That's not the point. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It, it was popular with listeners. So, yeah, we like to do it. We did it around about this time of year before. I think it might have been as far back as maybe 2021. I can't remember. But we're coming up towards our three-year anniversary. So we're trawling through old ideas because we've run out of new ones. <laughs> no, I'm joking, folks. We've got plenty in the bag. Don't you worry. So, yeah, we're going to do Room 101 tonight. We're each going to take it in turns and send something into that old George Orwell classic from 1984, which is slowly becoming a reality. And we're going to be sending stuff to Room 101 that we don't like and we don't care. And do you think I'm still holding on to that little bit of bitterness when you refuse to put spiders into it on the last time of outing? You better believe I am. Dave, would you have put spiders into Room 101? No. I think I might have even been on that episode because I think I can remember we were talking about how useful spiders were. Absolutely, Dave. I'm with you there. Dear, oh dear. Dear, oh dear. Right then. Who wants to go first? Who wants to put something to room 101 first? I'll, I'll go first then. Mushy peas. What the fudge are they all about? <laughs> like, seriously? Like, colour, consistency, texture, taste. It, it, you might as well just have a sticky emoji all over your food it like who, who even like do you either you should like mushy bees yeah always fish 
you know, either fish, chips, mushy peas, curry sauce, or sausage, chips, mushy peas, curry sauce. Mushy peas and curry sauce. Yeah, that was that was going to be my question. <laughs> well, okay. I like them both, and you know we don't go to the chip shop very often. So if you're going to go, you're going no to wonder with that them. order, you're probably not welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> but what's not to like about mushy peas? You see, I don't mind garden peas. I mean, I'm not a massive fan of those big marafat ones that are like about bloody that big and like well, that, you know like well, that, bullets well, and stuff. Well, that's because that's what mushy peas are made out, made out of. Exactly. Marrow, marrow exactly. That would make sense because they are a sizable pea. I've got to, I've got to be honest. If I, I'll tell you which side of the fence I land on to begin with before we make a decision and argue the case for or for not or against, I'd say <laughs> I can't stand the bloody things. They're disgusting, and I eat some weird stuff. As guys, I'll tell you, it's stuff that he takes umbrage with on a regular basis. No, Sorry, absolutely right. vile. Just, just like, why did he even exist? Who, who thought of getting peas? And then. I know what I'll do. I like, and, and then the work, you know, some of the meals they have with, oh no. Just do you not, do you not like, do you not like mashed potato either then? I love mashed potato. Well, no. What's the difference? Well, the vegetable to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I mean, have you seriously just said what's the difference between mushy peas and mashed potato? Yeah, but I was you. You said you didn't like it because of, you said why would you just get a vegetable and mash it up? But then you also said you don't like mashed potato, so that didn't help. But here's here's the thing though: what what is in it? What else is in there to give it that consistency? That sort of green slime. Mm-hmm. See, mashed mashed potatoes. I'm making mashed potatoes. I'm adding a bit of salt, a bit of pepper, a nice bit of cream, maybe a little bit of milk, and loads of cheese, pinch of mustard, and for mine, not for the kids, hot sauce. And that is what makes perfect mashed potatoes. The potatoes are almost irrelevant when I make mashed potatoes. There's more of the other stuff in there. It's the heat. Yeah, just, yeah, I like the spice. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But mushy peas, what the hell is that green, for want of a better word, yeah, jizz? Yeah, uh, do, do you think it's wrong? Is it, is it like the LED or some stuff that they have, like mushy peas and stuff? That was well. I mean, come on. I mean, seriously? It's like, wild. Honestly, I, I don't get it. I, uh, honestly, I don't get it. I don't. I don't know what's in there. Do you not try Google what's actually in mushy peas? You have a Google. I'm going to put something to gas that could improve mushy peas. Oh no! No, no, no! Wait, and it doesn't involve the Dutch pineapple. It <laughs> doesn't involve pineapple. No, something that you enjoy. Okay. So what What I find is there's something I can put on food that absolutely almost always, although probably not in the case of a dessert, will improve its flavour. And we know that Todd does it to a lot of things. Really reload rub, yeah. yeah. Do you think if, again, try, let's try and keep things clean, if you put some reload rub on your mushy peas, it could improve or enhance that flavour to the point where it's enjoyable? It, it'd take a lot of rub for me to enjoy mushy <laughs> peas. Well, there's a little info, insight into Gary's mind. <laughs> no, you know what, it, like... Reload rub is great, and and there's various other Creole seasoning that was brought over by Bo and various other people at the centre. Loads of other stuff. So yeah, mm, no, I'm not. No, uh, you know what? I don't think it would, dude. And was, who, who was it said that was it? Was it cucumber and reload rub or something? Well, was it? Who was it said that was it? It's hard to that, and I'll tell you that. Oh, I mean, or it's fantastic. Or like... It needs to be the barbecue one, and I'm with him on that. It's an absolutely epic, absolutely phenomenal. I'm not a big fan of cucumber. Bang some of that on. Amazing. Not sure. It has to be a lot of rub. Go on then, Dave. I got the recipe. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's the dried Beef. marafat peas, which we know. Mm-hmm. Then it's two tablespoons of bicarbonate of soda. 25 grams. Well, this is, this is obviously a, a specific quantity, but salted mm-hmm. butter. And then this must be posh mushy peas because it's also got some mint and some lemon, juice mm-hmm. lemon in. But I guess when we get them from the chip shop, it's just the butter the fat, marafat peas and the bicarbonate of soda. So nothing really. So bicarbonate soda will will give it that gelatinous. That that's what will thicken it up, won't it? Because that's what you do to thicken sauces and stuff. So that's what it'll be. But no, like no, get in the bin. Get in the bin. Go. Oh, we'll vote on that one. Gas says no. Dave, you're for a yes. I'm taking. Uh, yes, as in yes. Don't put them in. Or yeah, do you I put did, them I in? Did, I did. I did. Which way it matters with that line of the question? <laughs> Should we put? Let me ask the question again. And guys, you can answer it now. Should we put mushy peas into room 101? Yes. No. 
yes. I'm not going to hold the spiders against him on this one. I am with him. Oh. Absolutely vile. Go on, Dave. Do you want a ding? Do you want a ding, 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 ding? Yeah, get in there. Yeah. See, well, I, I, was, I was thinking about this today, about what the sort of things I was going to put in. At first, I couldn't think of anything. And then as I started to think through things, loads of things, and I started getting quite wound up at all the, the crap stuff <laughs> that you could put in there. And then I thought, well, how seriously are we going to go on this one? So I'll pick I'll pick one that's kind of in the middle of the road and see where your others go. Anniversaries. By that, I mean birthdays. I hope your wife doesn't listen to this. <laughs> wedding anniversaries. I mean, why? I thought you were going to go all serious then. I've got mushy peas and you were like politicians or something. <laughs> well, I was going to say like... <laughs> Putin, Lynch and Starmer. But I thought, no, let's stay away from them. To be um, fair, I have got, we might get to a couple of honourable mentions later, and I did mention our war in Ukraine and various other things. <laughs> Maybe that's for another yeah. episode, but, you know, I mean, honourable yeah. mentions. Anniversary, birthdays. I don't celebrate my birthday. Wedding anniversary, no. Well, Valentine's well, Day, no. But, is, got... but, is, it not, but is, it not a, is it not a day of celebration? Is it not something that conjures up fond memories? and? No, the day you're born, the day you get married. Yeah. yeah, you won't remember that though, will you? The day you, so I can't, I can't remember a lot, Gaz. But they're the significant, they're the significant days. Just every year after that, I mean, what the heck? What's like, what's, what's a year on got to do with what happened? Well, all I'm going to say is, in terms of significant, we all the three of us next year have a very significant yeah. birthday. If in terms next, you're going to measure year, these things, next year is a huge year. It's just for you, Gaza, isn't it? So do you want to share your anniversaries next year? Well, I mean, next year we, we've got we've got a huge year next year. So I'm the 50, although I feel like 21. But, well, maybe Stone. Not, but... <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Hey. Wait, wait. Give it a button. Get a drum roll. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm 50. I won't mention Jenny's age because she won't like me for doing it, but she's a little bit younger than me. It's also our 20th wedding anniversary. My eldest daughter is 18, and my youngest daughter is 16. So next year, all of those combine into a year, and that's like a huge year. Bearing in mind that also my eldest daughter will have completed her A-levels, and my youngest daughter will have completed her GCSEs. So that's like a huge year for us. So we've got like celebration after celebration after celebration. So, yeah. All of, all of a sudden, well, I'm on board with David. That sounds expensive. <laughs> yeah, but, but here's, here's the it thing, though. great, but wow, all together, bloody hell. So here's the thing, right? So next year I'm also 50, not surprising that we, we kind of grew up together. We've also been married 20 years next year, and my eldest is 16, Albert's younger. So very, very similar. But I got yeah. nothing planned. In fact, to be, fair, to be fair, Catherine has, has said I've got to buy a, a particular thing for the wedding anniversary. So she's, she's given me a heads up, giving me the best part of the year to sort that out. But that's about it. We're not going to ask what that is, but is it memorable? Uh, what would be for Catherine, yeah. Fucking hell, I hope she doesn't listen to this, pal. Otherwise, you might not be... Well, you might have just saved yourself some money. <laughs> <laughs> so so we, 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 we're going we, to... We, we've got a, we've got a relatively... Obviously, it's a big year next year for us. If everything goes according to the plan, I think me and the wife will be going away maybe for two or three days over the Easter period because that's where our honeymoon is. You know, kids are older now and they'll, they'll be at home for a couple of days. And then obviously we've got a big family holiday in the summer, a couple of things planned with made some golf clubs and this, that and the other, and now I'm doing golf holiday later on in the year and all that sort of thing. So we've got, yeah, we've got quite a bit but, planned next year. It's going to be, don't you, be don't good you do all, But don't you do all that anyway? Well, you do, to be fair. You have some good holidays. I mean, that doesn't sound, that just sounds like <laughs> your normal year, Gaz. That's your normal year. No, it is. No, the no, normal it month. What was this year's holiday, Gaz? Was it anything rememberable this year? <laughs> yeah. Hey, just, yeah, he just, yeah, just visited a, three yeah, large just, American cities and just the three, just the three places in America. Yeah, but so next but year's a downgrade that. then, by the sounds of it, mate. You don't know who's got plans. No, no, no. I don't know who's got plans. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> this is well, yeah, it's a possibly a separate whole separate podcast. But the kids want to go back to somewhere that we, we've been for man, it must have been seven years ago. So they want to go back to Florida next year. But then what they want to do is they want to bolt on. Doing something else for the, for the third week. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, but but they're not fifty, and it's not their wedding anniversary. So what have they got to do with it? Well, it is it is my eldest eighteen, so that's obviously a big part, a big year. So 
Mm. But here's a question for you. Okay. As a man of the cloth, I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> do, you, do you guys celebrate Christmas? <clears throat> yeah, I love Christmas. If you, if you ask my youngest daughter, and it, what's her favourite night of the year? She'll say Christmas Eve. And you say, what's her favourite what's her favorite day? She'll say Christmas Day. Not because of the present, but she said she loves the fact that family get together and we have a meal, and she loves Christmas meal. She loves that, sitting around the table, and that whole Christmas atmosphere for the meal. That's a great answer. Totally. I was actually asking Dave, but no, I, that, wholeheartedly, <laughs> that is the key spirit of Christmas that's important. So, Dave, do you celebrate Christmas? Well, I'd have, to, I'd have to quantify celebrate Christmas. If you, I mean, my answer is going to be exactly the same as guys. I had this conversation with friends. Bear in mind, I know you've got family around on Christmas Day, so don't give us what bullshit no, you like. No, I don't care whether you're religious. <laughs> Are you celebrating the joy of familyhood and having people around you that you love and care about? And is it great to have an opportunity to celebrate that? Yes, it is. So even if you don't celebrate your 50th birthday for you, do it for those around you who are celebrating 50 years on this shitty little planet that we live on. So, <laughs> so do I celebrate Christmas? I don't celebrate Christmas trees, Christmas present, Christmas decorations, carol singing and all of that crap. But I absolutely love the time of year because apart from my main summer holiday, it's about the only time I pretty much stop working. And on Christmas Eve, we have family around, we have our neighbours around big round the table, we have food, then we sit drinking, playing games with the kids. Christmas Day, all around mothers, family are coming to stay over the Christmas period. New Year's Eve, loads of people come around. Um, so absolutely love that that time to just chill, do nothing, spend it with the family, quality time with the kids, playing games. They pretty much lead what you do. It's about yeah. them. All of that stuff, absolutely. But that's not that's not Christmas. That's just that is Christmas. the time that is of year Christmas. that we can all get together. Whether you believe in Jesus or not, there's that unity of spirit, which is important. Now, you don't have to believe in the Bible. You don't have to believe in God. You don't have to believe in Jesus to feel that unity of spirit. You can have that in the family and that family bond. Do you not think potentially you could be missing out on opportunities to celebrate that a little bit more? I celebrate my anniversaries with my wife. Because although I love her every day and she tolerates me, we we celebrate a time that we stood up in a church and in front of all our friends and people that we love and said, we are celebrating our love. We are making a commitment to each other. So I celebrate that day every year as a point of memorandum. Do I keep it in my heart every day? Yes. Do I keep a little bit of Christmas in my heart every day? Yes, I absolutely do. But in terms of birthdays, and don't get me wrong, I'm making a very false argument here because for my 50th birthday, what I'm planning on doing is pretending it's not happening and taking the kids to Disneyland Paris. <laughs> it's a very false argument, but it is family time and it's special to me. And that's how I choose to do it and not acknowledge that I'm getting older and greyer and bolder. You see, I, I, I would, and I don't know the answer, would you have decided to have taken your kids to Disneyland Paris and it not been your 50th year or is it just coincidence it was it is that you think well actually I'm 50 so therefore we'll do it this year so therefore you sort of combining and had you not been 50 had you been 49 would you say well actually we might wait next year because then I'm 50 and we can combine it and I don't know. No, it's, yeah. it's more about waiting until JJ's a little bit older so he can appreciate it. You know, JJ's three at the moment. Yeah. By the time we go this year, before, so hopefully he can take yeah. it all in and hopefully a little bit memorable for him. Obviously, you know, although I'm the same age as these guys, uh, my kids are a little bit younger. I always do things a little bit later in life. I'm planning on learning to ride a bike next week. So <laughs> go on then. Are we going to put anniversaries? Are we going to hang ourselves? with Dave and put anniversaries into room 101. I have a feeling I know which one's where it's going to go. Dave, have we convinced you at all? No, not the slightest. Just think we would. Gaz? It definitely should not be in room 101. Yeah, this we're making, we're setting records. This is only the second time on an episode of room 101 that something hasn't gone in. <laughs> Denied, dude. We cannot, we cannot stand for this. Uh, have a good think. Go to the corner, have a good think about yourself, uh, uh, young man. That's two out of two. I've been opposite you guys. It's like I don't know you. No, I think you just, <laughs> you what, just what, wish what? you didn't. <laughs> <It's> something different. 
I'm amazed that Dave didn't say Room 101 is adding cows. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, he's oh, got that a might, couple more options yet. He's got a couple more yet, so yeah. Go on and go on. I've kept, I've kept mine fairly mediocre run of the road after the Spiders escapade. So my major beef, my major beef, and it has been for a couple of years, and last week we talked about, it wasn't last week, actually a couple of weeks ago we recorded it last week, eco-friendly options, cardboard straws. I hate cardboard straws. I get the reason why they're there. I get the eco-friendly nonsense. But I'm telling you now, if I'm having my cocktail, by the time I get to the bottom, and I, bear in mind, I drink it pretty damn quick, that straw is melted into the bloody drink. There is a better solution than cardboard straws out there. If there's someone who wants to take this onto Dragon's Den and do something with it, then they absolutely should. And I am sick to death of them. About once, two, maybe maybe once every two or three months, I'll take my kids to McDonald's because I know it's unhealthy, but they absolutely love it. We keep it as an absolute special treat, and I'll have myself like a McDonald's. And I, and I have to now save the drink to the end, despite the fact that the damn stuff is all covered in salt and I'm thirsty and I really need a drink. I can't put the straw in there because it will dissolve by the time I finish my bloody meal. They are crap. Yeah. <laughs> First world problems. First world problems. That's the that's what's troubling me this Christmas, but, folks. But but it it's not funny at all when you talk about Greta Thunberg. In fact, put her in the bin. That that that's what I haven't even thought about. We'll put her in the bin. I've got a theory about Greta Thunberg. She's actually forty three years old and like God bless her. I I don't doubt that she believes in everything that she believes in, but I believe she's been put forward by the other side of the argument because she's that fucking annoying that you're not gonna side with her. <laughs> yeah, the the, the, the unwoke generation <laughs> I, thing. Don't, I don't I don't get know her on T V that's gonna oh, force people over to our side. She did turn around and see room one on the woke generation, but that's all different thing. I've got to be careful what I say. So, right, well, but there, there was there was an Australian um, TV news anchor, and and I've probably mentioned it on a on a previous episode. But if you haven't seen it, just Google it. Australian TV presenter Greta Thunberg, and he goes on this massive parade, and it is brilliant. It is absolutely brilliant. And he goes on about her and the young generation and all that. But anyway, slightly different off-topic sort of thing. But um, yeah, I'm with you, Ad. Uh, like happy straws and all that. And and actually, when you when you when you you get to nuts and bolts. The, the straws aren't the issue for the for the environment and the sea. There, there's lots of other things that, that they can do before they actually start talking about straws. So, you know, they, they need to sort their shit out and get everything else out before they start taking away our straws. Absolutely. They can take our straws, but they can never take our freedom. Hey. <laughs> there may um, come a tight day when the <laughs> men of the West fall, but it is not this day. They will never... Yeah, anyway, so yeah, crack on. Um, I, it's very rare I go I go to that particular establishment, but I have experienced the paper straw in a strawberry milkshake, and it's not great. So what you need is the telescopic metal straws that you can keep in your pocket. That's one thing. But here's my beef for those: is cleanliness, especially the telescopic version. I know they give you that little brush. Whoa, whoa what's yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> Screenshot that, folks. You get, they give you that little brush. To the clear, I'll just stop doing it. But to get you to clean them out with, but I, where is telescopic? I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced by the the rubbery version either, and I'm not convinced that you can, the way that I just I'm just not satisfied. It needs to be disposable. I like the idea behind it, and that's the closest thing we've got to a solution. Plastic one then. Invent a plastic, a plastic straw. A plastic <laughs> straw that is biodegradable. That, that is going to keep everybody happy. Bear in mind that we already know that straws aren't necessarily the problem. We discussed. Yeah. We're, not, we're not getting in trouble by talking about masks and, and COVID tests, which are all not biodegradable either. But we don't want to go down that route, folks. So yeah, go on then. Cardboard straws. Is it a yay or a nay? Are we putting it into room one hundred and one? Gaz, straws are going into room one hundred and one. Puppy straws. Yeah, one hundred percent. Dave? Yeah, paper straws definitely into room 101. Yes. Go on, Gazza, let's give, give us another one. Okay, so other than the notable mentions, the next thing for me, clowns. Like, what's the fucking point of them? Do you say clouds or clowns? Clowns. <laughs> clowns are quite annoying as well, to be honest, but go on, clowns. But clowns, because... 
like years and years and years ago, growing up, like, everyone was like, oh, that looks so funny. But now they're just like, what the fuck? Like, people turn into like sinister clowns and horror clowns and you've got Pennywise and all that. Mm-hmm. So actually, what's the point of clowns? Because nobody finds them funny anymore. People just find them fucking horrific. So actually, what is the point of clowns full stop? Remember the one on Blackpool Pleasure Beach? Is that still there? The one in the glass box? The laughing clown? Yeah, the one that you wanted oh, to put your fucking lights yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, exactly my point. Yeah. I quite like clowns. Well, I mean, what... here's a, have you seen the TV show Baskets? Yeah. Yes, I have. And this is about a man who aspired to be a clown. And he actually educated us a little bit in terms of there is a, a fantastic and quite a rich European history into clowning. Yeah. But... You're not convinced? I'm not convinced. And you ask any, I would say maybe not any child, but you ask a lot of kids now, do you like clowns or not? And they'll go, no. A lot of people are afraid of them. Do you find clowns creepy? Yes. So what is the point in clowns? Other than, unless you're going to make a horror film, and clowns are, but what, so clowns per se for what they were, initially intentionally supposed to do i make people laugh and be funny and the but, but it just doesn't happen anymore because people just find them creepy so what's the point just just being clowns would the would the world be a better place if we didn't have clowns yeah is anybody going to shout and scream if we don't have clowns no when was the last time you went to a circus with little kids that had clowns well i'm not being funny you, last time we went to a, a, a circus with the girls was Oh God, it must be 10, 12 years ago. And the clowns in there were were like creepy as fuck. So like nah, not for me. So is your problem is your problem with them that they're creepy or they're just not funny? Both. Because I think I think the, the the whole point of clowns back in the day was that they're funny and people are entertained by them. Now they're not because they just shit. And then it, they now become a creepy. So clowns are now more of a creepy thing as opposed to what they were supposed to be in the first place, which is funny and entertaining and parties and all that. You know, you get a clown at his party now, you're like, who's this dude? Like, what, 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 what's, what's this game? What does he want? He's not funny. Crikey. Mm. See, I, I, I kind of get where he's coming from because here yeah. you go. You see, you see, you see. I, I, no, I, I'm not signing either way Dave, at this point. Dave, we, uh-huh. we, we, would you hire somebody to be a clown at your kid's birthday party? Dave, Dave spends well. his Tuesday night with two clowns. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I wouldn't now because they're like 14 and 15. Okay, but back in the day, would you would you, would you you hire somebody, would you have a clown at your kid's birthday party? I wouldn't hire someone because that's just spending unnecessary money, but I could probably be a clown myself. Have I ever done it? I, don't, I can't remember. That means he has folks. That means Catherine's got a gimp outfit underneath the bed. The rubber, the rubber clown comes out on a Friday night. He's not, he's not denying it. So I'm just, yeah, stop clowning around. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of get where guys is coming from because now clowns are supposed to be this, this fearful thing. But there's a mystery about a clown. There's a mystery behind the makeup. They ask the question, the different varieties of clown that they are, that vaudevillian feel to them, that I do think there's a little bit of charm that is probably lost on today's generation and lost in the clowns that are popular today, like Pennywise, that is mm-hmm. played on the fear that, that insecurity around that you never know what they're going to do next. And maybe, maybe they're going to do something absolutely horrid. And there was a, was it maybe 10... 12 years ago, when I mean, there was this this fad of people dressing up with clowns and scaring the shit out of people with machetes and stuff. Yeah. So, oh, I kind of remember that, yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of see where you're coming from. And, and that's my point, is the clowns back in the day, as they were originally created, yeah, maybe so. See, if I was Alan Sugar now, I'd be saying something like, this is where I struggle. And then there'll be some dramatic music playing in the background. Well, this is where I struggle. In terms of the art, I've got a very rich culture and they're ingrained in various parts of society, specifically in France and in America with the rodeo clowns. I just do think it's a very, very rich part of culture to have this a part of it. And so, in history, I, I, yes. But I just think sometimes but when these things are lost... 2023, I think that's been lost. 
and I don't think anybody would if we threw him into room 101 I don't think anybody is going to go oh, oh my god like I, I, I just just spin him there's just no point in him oh, I've never been so on the fence in my life it's a tough one go on let's call it let's call it come to me last because I, I just can't decide so I'm going to throw clowns into room 101 Dave are you throwing clowns into room 101 I'm not at all, no. I think clowns are fun and, uh, and Adam says there's a rich history. Just because you may have seen a, bit, a couple of crap ones, you don't have a sense of humour for being squirted in the face with water, you know, and, and watching some balloon bending and some unicycle riding. Now, keep the clowns. Mm. <coughs> Can't do it, dude. It's the culture oh. side of it, dude. It's the culture side of it. I think something's dude. lost. I think something's Come lost. On. No, I, I get the the ones that inject fear into a child's life should generally be discouraged from doing so. But the culture side of it, I have to be on board with. Dave, we're getting embittered now. We've got a battle on our hands. What 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 are you going to be putting forward? Uh, yeah. Matt Hancock. <laughs> I, I, well, yeah, go on. No. <laughs> um, I, I got two. I can't, I can't choose which one to do next. I'm going to go for dogs fucking hell mate <laughs> but, but not <laughs> this is going to take some convincing this is going to take some convincing you got you I'll, I'll be honest with you Dave you've got a lot of work on your hands for the yeah. next few minutes okay so not not working dogs not service dogs right but just your everyday dog that barks that scares children that that runs all around the place that craps everywhere that stinks no clowns that, that yeah, I was going to say that. Clown scare children. You're okay with that? that well, not, jump, not a man dressed in a creepy outfit, but no, just some lovable pooch. Get him out they, there. They, they jump up and slobber all over you. And if you ask any dog owner there, their dog is thousands of years old because they're clearly older than how long fireworks have been around for because they should take <laughs> priority. So there's just a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah, I'm not on board with that at all. But, yeah, <laughs> I, it, I think, I think, Bear in mind, I'll be honest, from, from what I've just argued about clowns, you sort of could just yourself a little bit, but hey, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I, I just I, I think dogs are one of the most lovable creatures on this planet, so it's a very yeah. difficult argument to make a case against them. You see, I, I'm a dog lover, I'm not necessarily a cat lover, so if you say cat, I might have been potentially more on board with you. But having been a previous dog owner, yeah. Mm. Yeah, you're talking but to two previous dog owners here, do you? Yeah, not 100%. Your previous dog, you don't have a dog I didn't now. get rid of him, it died. <laughs> you haven't, I didn't show him room 101. <laughs> yeah, yeah, poor Winston. You haven't gone. You haven't Win- gone oh, Winston. Oh, he was a legend, that guy was. Yeah, but you haven't got a dog now, so there must be reasons you haven't. It just makes travel a ball. Like that's the only thing I'll say against dogs. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Nothing. You can't do what you want when you want. Exactly. Nothing good about them. No, that's why I choose not to have a dog. It's not why I think all dogs should be exterminated. I didn't say exterminated. Just, just no new. You just ones. said you want to put dogs into room one hundred and one. as the whole <laughs> principle of this. Them off. That's the whole point of room one hundred and one, never to wow. be seen again. Maybe they could have a video link to keep in touch with them for a while. No, because they'd no. be murdered. You'd, 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 room one hundred and one. In there but, with all the clowns. Oh no, the clowns aren't there. They should be okay. You don't. You don't get he murdered. should be in there. Yeah. <laughs> Do you get murdered if you go into room one hundred and one? I don't think. I don't think it ends well. It's an Orwellian nightmare that was written about. Well, room one hundred and one was where things were sent when they weren't required. Dogs. They, they, yeah, they're dogs. not going to look after them and pet them gently with with but, you know pedigree chum. That makes the point because I do exclude service dogs and working dogs, so the rest of the dogs aren't required. So they can oh, actually go it. there. But you can't do that. You can't make a distinction because can any dog be a service dog? Well, it could have been worked hard. So therefore, oh. you can't throw dogs in the bin then. Because if any dog can be a service dog, and you've said you don't want to get rid of service dogs, and theoretically, from the very logical nature of your argument, you don't want to get rid of any dogs because any dog could be a service dog. Oh, that's too complicated. I, I used to manage a shop, okay, where they used to train, it was a designated area where they would train guide dogs where they walk around and get them used to go around that environment because you had lovely wide aisles. And there was, a, there was a lady and she used to bring them in. There was one dog, and I still remember him to this day. His name was Gyro. And I remember the first few times that they brought him in there, I thought there's absolutely no way this dog is making it because 
on the first occasion, ate a pizza on the fridge, you know, chill pizza. Second occasion, she dropped... Did it have pineapple on it? Difficult to say, I can't remember. On the second occasion, she dropped a handful of change, and he had swallowed a large number of those coins before she could wrestle them out of his mouth. On the third occasion, it was shit by the warehouse door, and I thought, there is no way this dog is making it. So, But it did, and it qualified, and it is now a guide dog. But I don't think we should be choosing animals on their basis of their use for us. I think we should be recognising that these creatures generally give Undiv- an unquestionable love to us in regard of our behaviour towards them. And yeah. then actually, if we all behaved a little bit more like dogs, and I'm not talking about sniffing each other's asses and crapping in the streets, but you know, in general, uh, their general demeanour and characteristics, I think are quite wonderful. Uh, not all dogs. Funny things happen to me when I put this dog collar on. <laughs> so if I, think- you're not, I tell you what, if you're not watching the video version, Got a very creepy image in your mind right now. Yeah, those those studs are quite shiny. <laughs> Put the bell on the back. <laughs> Walkies. No, so you're not with me. You're not with me then. No, I'm not. Let's vote. Let's Dave, are you, are you seriously suggesting we put Britain's most beloved animal into room one and one? When you're when you're walking around a football pitch before the lads kick off play, picking up shit. It's it's not the best, so yeah, put them in. Yeah, oh dear. I get, I get dog shit's never fun. I'll, I'll give you that, Gaza. <laughs> no, dogs should not be in room one hundred and one. No, absolutely not. Delightful creatures. <laughs> dear, oh dear, and and, and the one pre- member of TBR who isn't present, Andy, who is a dog lover. I know we right now he's, he's shaking his fist at you for no good reason. A very good reason, but he just doesn't know what it is. So, right then, I'll give you one, I'll give you one, I'll give you one. Film remakes, they get my goat. They really, oh, really dude. annoy me. Have you, is that on your list? If it is, I apologize. No, it's on my honourable mention. Oh, okay. So I, I, I feel okay in bringing it up then. Yeah. I actually think that a remake of a film is an act of disrespect to the original. It's like saying to the previous guy who made the film, you did not do a good enough job here. And that's why I'm going to remake it, because I think I can do it better than you. And often they are films that we absolutely love, like the likes for me, Evil Dead, made on a terrible, terrible budget, but there's love in that film. And I love the fact that you can read the filmmaker's mind and you can take joy from the ideas that he's had. Yes, the, the effects might be a little bit crappy, but guess what? Being able to see it a little bit more realistic just diminishes the use of imagination in these things. I don't think any film should ever be remade. And that is why I think when you think about films that are better than the originals, I can't think of a one. Not one at all? Not one at all. Is there any are, you on about, are you on about sequels? Are you on about... No, 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 no. I'm on about like... Origi- so, films that have been remade. You know, let, let's, let's, let's bring the motion in where people hate it when they remade Ghostbusters. An absolutely perfect film in every sense of the imagination. Yes, special effects re- might be questionable, but when they remade it with the female cast, unacceptable, disrespectful. Yeah. Okay. Is there, okay. Is, there any, is there any films that that you thought were good, just but still not better than the original? You see, mm-hmm. I would argue whether it's a it's more of a sequel than an original. Yeah. Okay. I, there are certain. There aren't many sequels that are better than the original. I'm not about sequels. No, no, I'm I'm just going to say, I actually can't think of any... That's my point. ...remake that's better than the original. Well, actually, Hate Fear was a good remake. It is, but let's be honest. It is. The original... Come on, no, dude. no, it's a good film. It's in its own right. If you see that as by itself, Hate Fear is a good remake. If you if you see it in itself as a film, you're going to enjoy it. But when you watch the original and you understand the character and just the film setting, the camera angles, they're just copied. So the bits that you love, the bits you enjoy, are taken from. That film. I, I, don't get me wrong. The nice thing about that is they reuse many of the actresses in, in, in different roles, which yeah. has it is quite charming in some ways. But, and the yeah, fact that I, the character Max Cady, Max Cady, sorry, played by Robert De Niro, De Niro. yeah, yeah, Robert De Niro plays yeah. it very well, very creepy man. But it loses something. 
in translation from that original one. You understand that it's just aped, it's just copied, it's just imitated. It's like saying, you know, this is a fantastic reproduction of the Mona Lisa because it's done so, so well, but it is still a reproduction of the Mona yeah. Lisa. And I get, I suppose, you look at remakes of films and, as you mentioned, add CGI and animatronics and all of that have come forward. So then you think, oh, okay, that film would be great because the technology and the advancement and all of that, you know, if you remade, and I know they've done lots of different films on the genre, but if you remade Star Wars and New Hope and you put the present day CGI and graphics and everything else into it, you'd be like, what a film that is. But it would be shit compared to the original because the original, that's what it should be like. That's how I feel. That's how I feel. Is anyone going to... Is anyone going to argue the case for remakes? No. Wow. The problem, problem is it needs some idea of, of remembering films and what are remakes. <laughs> I, 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 I can't think of any. But the principle of what you're saying, I, I, like, I like the principle, I like your underlying principle, that the filmmakers made it. Now, are there occasions when a filmmaker's made it and he's come at the end of that and thought, you know what, for whatever reason, that's not come out how I wanted it. I, my idea's there. But the cast, the budget, it's just not. And then somebody's remade and he's gone, yes, that's what I wanted. Like when, what's his name? Lucas, George Lucas, remade Star Wars. He changed loads of Star Wars. He said, it's better now because I got to do all the things I couldn't do before. But now, was it, though? What no, was it's crap. It's absolutely awful. Fucking awful. awful. Terrible. But, did he, but, but he didn't remake Star Wars, did he? No, he added to it, yeah. So it's not technically a remake. However, the bits they added just pants. It's like we loved the original. Yeah, yeah. Don't mess. Don't mess yeah. with an original masterpiece. So, no, I, I, on the fact that I can't think of examples, but the principle of what you're saying, Adam, is sound. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Gaz? I am with you, dude, yeah. I expected a kickback. I'm not going to lie from not voting your last one in, but guess what? Last time we did it, we did two each, but guess what now? Bonus round. <laughs> so he's go around again. Let's chip one in, Gaza. Well, right. So, okay. A couple of honourable mentions. We sort of half mentioned it before, pineapple. And then the other honourable mention is sour beers. Because there's just no fucking point. But I'm going to throw in there perfume adverts. What the? What? Why, why, why have we got an image? of Johnny Depp digging a fucking hole in a desert with loads of leather and chains on. Some for, people for, don't enjoy that, not me. But uh, some people yeah, like yeah, but come on, dude. It's like, this Chanel one, they're dancing on a Ferrero Rocher and it's got, they don't even mention the perfume in it. I mean, what's the point? They've got a Jean-Paul Gaultier, they've got a sailor dude, and they've got a woman in a basket, like, there's big shit coming up. We're like, what? Just, well, no. Well, my, my first no. thought is, my first thought is, why are you watching these adverts? Yeah, I don't. Well, actually, if, you, if, 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 if you celebrate various birthdays and Christmases, you know, you might need Catherine every now and then. Just you well, know, doesn't that make my you're point, now arguing though? for? Yeah. <laughs> you want to revise your earlier answer? <laughs> no, I'm not arguing celebrating. I'm arguing perfume adverts. Just no point. Mate. Here's my question then, and I'm 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 just playing devil's advocate. I'm I'm not going to give away how I feel about these episodes. Again, you've got me on the fence. I don't know how I feel about them. How would you advertise a fragrance over a medium where you can't smell it? You you've you've come up with Le Scent Le Eau de TBR. Yeah, we're going to sell it. We're going to market it. It's how we make our millions. But it's based purely right, on you how put you beer, advertise you put, it. You, you, you put a picture of a beer can. You put Andy's face and you go, what is it not to like? <laughs> I think people, and I'm, I love Andy as much as you, but I think people <laughs> prefer Johnny Depp. <laughs> <laughs> okay, put Andy in the desert digging a fucking hole with a spade or whatever. I'm, I'm really, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just, they just, they've just gone significantly over the top, artify. What's wrong with Henry Cooper going, brute? <laughs> What's wrong with that? Come on, they've just gone. They've just gone way too over the top, way too like arty, way too like subliminal, and all of that. Just splash it on. 
you know, whatever it, whatever it was back in the day, you know, you, you've got like, I'd say with Henry Cooper or whoever it was, just slap it on, done. Forget all this crap. Do, do my go. You're out number three to one in your house, Gaz. So do, do the other three buy the stuff that they see advertised? Well, sometimes, although my youngest daughter has said certain perfume adverts annoy her because she's actually said, what's the point of that? The real However, question... Sorry, go on. No, answer no, go on. no, no, go on. My question is, do you therefore wear Brute? No. What do you wear? Gucci. And and is Gucci advertised by Henry Cooper? I've no idea. No, I, I'll be honest <laughs> with you. I'm fairly certain it isn't, however. And God rest no Henry Cooper. I, think he I don't think Henry Cooper's done, done, done Gucci. Oh, that would be an interesting advert. Oh, you should. <laughs> But yeah, no, uh, Gucci, I wear. I'm on the fence again with this one because I actually get where you're coming from. It is, it, they have a very artistic nature, but it's a faux art. It's not a real art. It's actually designed Correct. to separate you from your money. And a product that's probably cost about the same amount to make as Brute, but they're actually fleecing you for a ridiculous yes. amount of money. Correct. I had a friend actually who was a security guard. He used to work with Corp, who I used to work for, and he went to be a security guard with Debenhams. And he told me that that shop in Hanley lost a quarter of a million pounds a year to shoplifting. And the vast majority of that was male fragrances. Well, that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. And the, the real question is, that's the cost that they'll see it at. What's the net cost, really? What did it actually cost to produce? Yeah, it's just an interesting one, that guys, because I know where you're coming from. Actually, the, the aftershave in question that you mentioned, though, John Depp Sauvage, Quite like it. Actually, it's one of my favourites. But do I do, do, do I like it because they have it, or do I like it because yeah. how it smells? You like it because how it smells. You're not gonna. You, if it smelled any different, because you watch Johnny Depp with all of his tattoos and his gold chains and this, and they're digging a fucking hole in the middle of a desert. That's not gonna make you go and buy it. No, the reason right. you're gonna go and buy it is the smell of it. That's it. I never thought if I smell like that, that could be me. And frankly, I can't be asked to go in the desert, you know, even I'm burying the body of one of the dogs that Dave's wished dead. <laughs> well, did, did you, did Adam's you buy it, Adam? To, Adam's next visit to Las Vegas. No, I, I did the buy it. I asked for it for Christmas. <laughs> I don't, and, and, and you know what? And I don't mind the smell of savage or savage, depending on how you say it. It's a savage smell, but, yeah, and, and, but some of the fragrances, I don't mind the smell of it. But... The advert that you see is not going to make me. It, it just and and look, you, you could turn out and you know, it's Charlie's dear and whatever. She, she she walks down the staircase, she takes off all the clothes and she walks into this, which to be fair is okay. But you know, she, she walks into this yeah, bath of like. If you led with that, you weren't going to win. <laughs> like, no, but like, like that's not going to make that that it's irrelevant. She says she's dark and she's walking this is it pool of like. Is it like, like gold water or whatever? And she's just what's the point? It's I have just, bought that irrelevant. for my wife for Christmas though, and it's not based on Charlie's Theron. It's just that she happens to quite like it. Correct, no. Adam. She yeah. likes the fragrance, but, she likes the smell, but it's nothing to do with the actual advert. I'm with you, Dennis, because I don't know how they get it in your mind that you want to buy that fragrance. I don't know how you sell a fragrance over a medium where you can't smell. Correct. And TV is very powerful advertising. But what I would agree with is those adverts, you do, you will sit there and watch, what the fuck are you on about? Exactly. And yeah. and what would happen is I'd, you, you, you rock up and you go, you know what, that Johnny Depp advert, yeah, I might go and smell that. You go and smell it and you're like, well, I really like Johnny Depp and I really like the advert, but it smells like shit, so I'm not going to wear it. It's mm. like, What's the whole point of the advert in the first place? But, you, but you if can't it, convince me, it, it, it doesn't, it's not no. like it, it, it's a functional, it's not a functional advert. It doesn't show you what it can do. It doesn't show you what, you know. I hear what it, you're saying. It, 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 it's a sensory thing. And an advert through a TV. It is. 
But if they Start choose the a character, if they choose a character that symbolizes someone who wants to wear it, someone that we aspire to be like, whether we do or we don't, and that's what they choose to market their advertising campaign on. And obviously, given everything that Johnny Depp's been through this year, he's actually been painted in a somewhat heroic role. It's probably done their advertising campaign. It certainly isn't why I asked it for Christmas. I just really quite like the smell. And I normally wear. I have. I normally wear Hugo Boss. I normally wear Hugo Boss. I do, but I really quite like that smile. I just fancy something different for next year. Uh, Yeah. So go on then. Let's call it. Let's call it. I'm still on the fence of this one because I don't know how we do it if we don't. Gaz, are you still convinced you want to put it into one on one? Hundred percent room one on one. Well, I don't. I don't buy or wear any stinky stuff like that. And I was kind of thinking I was going to let it go in room 101, but then Gaz said, what's the point? And he's just talked about some pretty popular brands for about 10 minutes on an extremely popular podcast. So I think they've served their purpose well. So I'm saying no, that they've ticked the box. They've done what they set out to do. Brand awareness. It's true. We have created brand awareness and we spent longer debating this than we have anything else. Mm. So that's why I have to say, they're not going in because I'm with Gaz on this one. Yeah, they're really annoying. They're really annoying. And the adverts are really annoying. And I guess it's talking about it, but I don't want to be talking about it. We just have to for 10 minutes. <laughs> so, yeah, well done, Gaz. Good shout, dude. Dave? <laughs> <laughs> okay, mine not. Oh, dear. I'm going to have to pick one of my other ones now. My, my, I can have an honorable. A quick honorable mention. Cans that don't have the ring pull to open them. Why do they still exist? Some things you have to still get a tin opener. Why did this book exist? Oh, okay, right. Yeah, I was when you said cans, I just thought I beer. thought you were beer. Beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was thinking beer. Yeah. Okay. So my third thing then is is Amazon, not the forest, the jungle, but the company. Okay. Because it drives. This can be, be a hard sell as well. <laughs> this time of year, it's a rough one. Because the damage they do to the high street and to independent retailers and to businesses in, in individual countries, not just this country, but every country, because they just morph and everyone just goes to them first, and buys from them. And it just saturates sales from independent retailers. And it's just bad for the economy. It's great for Amazon, bad for the economy. Yeah, so it's an interesting one because we are a convenience-based culture. We buy the thing that is most convenient to us and forget actually that somebody else needs to exist off the back of what we're purchasing, that it is somebody else's living, it's somebody else's livelihood that is creating. And actually they have every bit as a right to exist as we do. And the fact that Amazon have made a model which makes it easier for you to go out and purchase your products, it's going to get delivered to your door. So you don't even have to get off your big fat arse and go and do anything about it, isn't necessarily better. Ignoring the fact that pretty much anybody who gets a gift off me this year has actually, when I'm on my high horse here, probably had it delivered via the Amazon delivery van. It's a difficult one to sell. But yes, I wholeheartedly agree with where you're coming from on this one because i fall into the same trap because time is now more important than money and we are more time poor than we ever ever have been i don't know if it's not amazon it's somebody else well so, yeah when i introduced it i i was going to originally say caveat it with amazon or any sort of replacement that just comes on that concept yeah I, yes i so so uh, amazon Per se, Jeff Bezos. Per se, no. The proliferation of online retail, yes, maybe because that's to the detriment of high street shops and small businesses and local communities and all of that. So, physical cash, um, the physical cash is wiping um, out the need for it. Oh, to be fair, there's. Yeah, I generally don't remember. I mean, I don't carry cash really that much. It's literally the last time I had it. Yeah. It's Christmas, just, jumper, you know, it's Christmas jumper day at work on Friday. I panicked because they only want two pounds. I thought I haven't seen a two pound coin and well, since worked in retail and it wasn't mine. <laughs> so yeah, I, yeah, I don't know, dude. Um, yeah, roll back, roll back. Look at think of our village, our, our, our local village here. You look around now, it's bars, um, restaurants, takeaways, charity shops, hairdressers. hairdressers yeah, the, 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 there's hardly any actual shops left when we were growing up there was sh- you could buy anything down there you, you've got you, you you have got you've got 
very few independent retailers. I, I think there's a correlation between this is going to sound really weird, but I think there's a correlation between the type of restaurant, bar, bistro, and then if you attract people to that and just tend to become successful, you might then get more independent people coming to shop. But I think if you can attract people to the town centre, for whatever reason, then on the back of that, you might, as I say, you, you might propagate some, some businesses. However, take your point, Dave, you, you go back 15, 20 years, and there were lots of different types of independent shops in and around all stages, whereas now they're not, and they're not there anymore. So, Clothes, shoes, furniture, TVs, radios, electronics, yeah. hardware. Yeah. You could all just walk down and get that. Eric Alcox. I mean, where's that, yeah, where's that bad boy Eric gone? Alcox. I bought, I bought a quality stereo from there. Yeah. And I'll tell you this, and the key thing that's been taken away from this, it's not doing money, it's not doing being a little bit cheaper. It's that social interaction. Shopping used to be a social interaction, a conversation with somebody, whether it was yeah. another customer, whether it was the guy you're buying the stuff from, it has value to it as a social experience. We're human yeah. beings, and it's a social experience. And if you're holding something as important as Christmas as dear in your heart, then you should be holding something as important as social interactions in your heart as well, because that is what it's all about. That is what enriches life, not mm. the almighty dollar in Jeff Bezos's pockets, mm. who has but, only got richer and richer and richer during the pandemic when it was all these people took advantage of it. Don't get me wound up. <laughs> don't get us, that, I didn't want to go down that route. So no, 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 no. But, but if you don't, but if you don't go Amazon and Jeff Bezos, you go. Oh no, just Jeff Bezos. Mark Zuckerberg, Facebook, or you go whoever. You know, it, I don't think it necessarily is Amazon and Jeff Bezos. I think, I think it's the, as I say, the growth of the online retail, as opposed to your your, your local retail. So. Davey, are you saying Amazon or are you saying online retail? Any aggregated online. So if it's a specialist like Richard Sounds, who've also got retail premise and sell online, absolutely fine. If it's so what about it's people a, like ASOS and people? So any, any, that's any, fine. That's right. fine. But it, but if you're an aggregate where you can just go and buy anything from the same account on your smartphone. I think that's just killing too much. If it's if it's if it's independent, different. When you've got a shop, you've got to look at one. You've got to look at one. You've got to look. At one, you're more likely to go and look at your local store. You get onto Amazon. You just go there. You read the fake reviews. You're fooled into buying it. You click the one buy, and you've got it the next day. So, so if there's an independent that also has a, a website, a purchase, an opportunity to purchase online, you're okay with that. But it, it's your it's your big. I say your one-stop shop type mm. thing. When they're so huge that the prices are driven down, so the people they're buying off, the prices are driven right down. The cost of delivery is right down or free. You know, it's so cheap that you can't resist buying it. It's that that we've got to get away from. Well, go on then. Let's have a vote on this. Dave, you're clearly not convinced. Otherwise, you're still going to vote for it going into Room 101, Gaza? Uh, you know what? I, 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 I'm... I don't know actually now because I originally I was like no, but I think I think of the benefits if you did if it went tomorrow. I think the concept, the concept, I agree with you. If you say in a a particular company, no, I Amazon, but I think the concept of it, I'd love to get more power back into the local community or local shops or smaller. I might, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. I mean, as much as I like, as much as I like Amazon, it's dead convenient. I, I, yeah, okay, I'll go with that. Yeah, I'll, I'll put it in the bin. Absolutely, one hundred percent has to go in the bin. We've all fallen into the trap of convenience. We've all found it too easy to jump on board and make our lives easy. But guess what, folks? Making your life easier isn't always making your life better. Keep that in mind when you make your decisions this Christmas, unlike I did. Next Christmas, I'll try and shop local, I promise. But absolutely, people like that have to 
have to go into room 101. Last one yes. then from me. Nice quick one, because we're at the hour mark now. We've gone on a little bit longer than we had anticipated with a little bit of pontificating on all our behalfs. Gogglebox needs to go into room 101 for me. That TV show that Dave probably hasn't heard of because he's sensible enough not to be sucked into the absolute bollock of whatever it is. People watching TV shows and talking about that TV show that they're watching. You don't even show the damn TV show half the time. It's two people sat on a couch fucking talking about some shit TV show that you had no intention of watching in the first place. Absolute bollocks. It's basically read out tweets. I'm sitting on TV. I see, I, I'm watching TV. This is going to be funny. I'll tweet this about it. Basically, that is me. You can read out that tweet on, t- on TV. That's what I find humorous. It's diabolical. Most of the stuff they have to say isn't even slightly witty or entertaining. I cannot understand how it's a TV show. Guys? Yeah, I don't watch it. <laughs> Mate, Gogglebox is mint. What? No. Gogglebox is mint. I, I do know. I do know. I know of it, but I don't want it. Oh, you made honestly, the right decision. Some of the characters on Gogglebox, I say characters, some of the real life people, like, honestly, like, they're genuinely funny people. Well, they're not, though. We're celebrating stupidity for the most part. They say well, that's what we do on TV. Fairly <laughs> innocuous. Yeah, anyone listening to TV does the same thing. Like, but, you know, it's it, they, they seem to make these remarks as our flippant and, and it, like it's not planned. Like they didn't know what they were going to watch. Like they're not watching for the third or fourth time. It's diabolical nonsense. No, no, I, 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 I have to disagree. And, and actually, like, both my daughters love Gogglebox. And I actually, well, I don't know, like, talk for a minute, talk for a minute, I'd talk for a minute. Oh, in fact, can you see that guy? Don't really can see that guy, that guy. Can you see that guy? The guy with a beard. Yeah, that is Bassett Siddiqui who, from Gogglebox. Who is that actually you? Came, actually came to our school. Look at there, you go. See, look at that. There you Sorry. go, see. I love Google Boxes, man. Is he, the, is he the guy? I couldn't make it out. He's not the guy who stood for UKIP, is he? Because <laughs> that's, that's the other thing. It's a member. No. Some of the guys on there stood for UKIP. Make of that what you will. No, he he, he was a top guy, and and he, and he came as part of our work and stuff. So, but I, I, before even I knew he was coming, we, we as a family, we love Google Box. It's mint. Some of the characters on there are... Honestly, they're dead funny, and and if my two daughters went now on this podcast, they'd be proper like. In fact, they wouldn't be even on the podcast to be running over that road there, smashing your door down, saying, "Adam, what are you on about?" Because they well, I'll put we... them right. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> go on then, quickly, because we're at the hour mark. Then let's have a vote on this one. I'm saying it absolutely has to go in there. It's a diabolical indictment of our generation. Gaz disagrees yeah. with me. I'm guessing. Yeah. Hundred uh, percent. Well, I'm not. I'm not a big fan of reality TV at all. And by the sounds of what Gazzy just said, he's just confirmed it. Some guy has has gone to visit a school to be famous for being famous for being famous for no, being. No, 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 no. No, we don't talk about it anymore. No, 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 Wherever his name was, I don't mean disrespect you. I'm sure you're doing great, but, you know. He's probably a lovely fella. He's a really nice guy who's got a really, really, really worthwhile job. He just happens to be on Gogglebox. <laughs> he said that about that other fella who did bad things. I'm not suggesting he's done bad things. <laughs> Moving on. So that brings us to the end of this New Year special of Room 101. Will we do it in 2024? More than likely. Absolutely, 100%. We will, we will indeed. So, let's say goodbye in the only way we know how. Gaza? Uh, look, you know, 2022 was a blast. Um, we, we, we'd gone through the post-COVID year. So 2023, I'm looking forward to DBR and where it goes. Still want to do loads more outside broadcasts, and it's something we said last year. It hasn't quite happened this year, just variety of reasons, but yeah, can't wait to see where TBR goes next year. Love, looking forward to 2023. Loads more guests, loads more countries, loads more listeners. Yeah, all good. Dave? Yeah, um, good laugh, good laugh. And um, I, I don't really dislike dogs. I don't want all dogs to die. 
but you know they can be a pain but yeah uh, happy new year folks happy new year unless you're a dog lover <laughs> so i'm gonna i'm gonna finish this episode something i haven't done in a long while i think i'm gonna finish it on a morrissey quote god bless him oh no because the one thing i wanted to put in here and i, <laughs> and I thought no actually because i thought we want to keep it up but you want to keep his you know i nearly i wanted to put sorry upbeat and morrissey they just they're just two words that don't go in the same sentence Probably not, and the quote isn't going to be especially upbeat, but it's valid, and that's the thing. And, yeah, so I want to put politicians in there. So I'm going to quote a lyric from Shame is the Name. It's, politician, will you listen to yourselves for just once in your life? Because of something you said, two soldiers are dead. Think of the money you save. Seniors are in their graves. Good night. <laughs>